Hello listener, welcome to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Thank you so much for finding time to join me. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Lydia Aching is on standby with the family of segment to talk about connection points. Pastor Stanton Witherspoon will be also be joining us during the Bible segment. Today's topic is about Jesus in the house. Stay tuned for this and some songs which are in store for you. Here is Marvelous by Parkland Youth Choir. program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Get ready to listen to Lydia Aching as she tells us more about connection points. Be blessed. Dear listener, welcome to today's Family Life program. I'm your presenter, Lydia Aching. Today we'll talk about connection points. Why is it that so many of us think our marriages can go humming along in the everyday kind of sweetness that we had before we married, when we aren't doing anything intentional at this point in our lives together to maintain that sweetness? Before marriage, couples make the time to be together. We sure did. If we didn't, we wouldn't have wanted to get married, and you probably wouldn't have wanted to marry either. And yet, for many married couples, the same relationship priority gets shoved aside after saying I do, which essentially means I won't when it comes to putting intentional effort into growing their love for each other. 
It's a sad state of affairs when we take better care of our cars and houses than we do our marriages. We change the oil, fill the tank, check the tires, and periodically tune up our cars. We change light bulbs, wash windows, paint walls, and plug toilets, and re-roof our houses. But what do we do to maintain our marriage? The truth is, more damage is done than repairs are made. How important is your marriage? Is it more important to you than your car or your home? Are you willing to put in the time and energy and whatever else it takes to prove to your partner how valuable the relationship truly is to you? It comes down to deciding what's most important and what you can shift around or eliminate to maintain those priorities. If you want a good marriage, you'll put the time into it that is needed. Don't forget your first love. Make the time to connect with each other. Change one less light bulb or leave a meeting a little earlier. Cut back on one lesser important thing to put the time in for someone who should be shown that they're more important. Sometimes couples complain that their time is limited because they're so busy. The good news is that you don't need to spend enormous amounts of time together to breed closeness and connection. Regular brief get-togethers work too. Small changes in your schedule can make a huge difference. And whatever you do, don't leave rendezvousing up to chance. You need to plan and schedule dates together. Write this date in your day timer the same way you would a business appointment. Marriage is serious business. There are times when Steve and I are running around like chickens with their heads cut off. That might not be a pleasant illustration to envision. It gets the point across that life can get chaotic. But even in that chaos, we are committed to each other and we make time, at least some time to find little connection points to affirm and connect with each other. We then kiss and go off on our separate ways, but at that point we're more centered in our commitment to each other and to our marriage. Steve is always close in my heart and my loyalty to him is stronger than ever because of these connection points and he feels the same way. If we are not feeling as connected, then we ask the Lord to help us find ways to do so and it's amazing how the Lord shows us ways to reconnect and restore what the enemy of our faith wants to steal from us. A strong marital bond with Christ in the middle. You can do the same. Some of you have long-distance marriage relationships and others occupy the same home, but you're going through a busy season where you barely see each other. For those of you that can, we urge you to find ways to change the distance between you so it doesn't take as much effort to keep your marriage alive and vital. But for those of you who can't, we hope you'll make the time to talk with your spouse in partnership, looking for connection points. Points of time in which you can secure the bond you have together. Most husbands and wives will not always get to spend the amount of time with each other that they would like to, but every couple can be intentional about taking the time each day to make special connections with one another. Couples can use on a regular basis to restore the strength and intimacy of their marriage using the following. Establish a set time every day to talk just to check in, with no discussion of money, children, or chores. Create a greeting ritual that marks the moment and has meaning for the two of you. If you've stopped going to bed together regularly, start again. 
Leave an affectionate note for your spouse that has no practical purpose. Start dating again. Go out on a spontaneous date or plan one right now. Spend more quiet time together without the television on or other social media interrupting your time together. Move the television out of your bedroom. Notice something you like about your spouse and share it. Take one small step tomorrow toward the marriage you'd like to have this time next year. Whether you've been married for many years or you just recently said I do, these connection rituals can help your marriage stay fresh, intimate and at the top of your priority list. It's an investment that we it's an investment that will make the excitement of being married remain long after your wedding day. And lastly, here's another connection pointer that we use most evenings whenever we've been away from one another for a period of time. We ask each other the following questions. Did anything positive or exciting happen to you today? Did anything sad or disappointing happen today? What did God show you new today? We hope they help you to grow closer to one another in your marriage as you communicate and spend time together. These questions sure have helped us. And this is our prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. This material is provided by Marriage Missions International. Until next time, God bless you. You are tuned to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. This is your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Our producer would love to have your thoughts about this program. Send them to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 4276-00-100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also reach us through awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Let us now listen to Parkland's Youth Choir with the song, Upendo. Kenyo hi kupenda na sana nasi 
for giving us the song Upendo. It is now another opportunity to get some spiritual nourishment from Pastor Stanton with a spoon. Welcome, brother. Hello and a very warm welcome. Today, our topic is caption. Jesus in the house. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for another opportunity before your feet. We ask, Lord, that you teach us as we live day by day. Speak to our hearts this moment in Jesus' name. Amen. We will study Mark chapter 2 verse 1 to 5 briefly. And in Mark chapter 2 verse 1 to 5, there's a very interesting story there about Jesus and the paralytic. It begins to say, And again he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Pause there for a moment. As Jesus was going on his his joining, healing the sick, raising the dead, and, and ministering to people, it was said that he entered Capernaum, and Capernaum was one of the cities that Jesus worked lots of his miracles because the people in Capernaum was... Um, interested in physical work they wanted to see what jesus could actually do it was also in capernaum that jesus uh, healed the leopard it was also in capernaum that jesus did most of his miracles in capernaum now when jesus came back from galilee and passed through capernaum it was sounded all around that jesus is in capernaum jesus is around so many people came running to jesus who were sick so that jesus could help them and to heal them but we see it says as jesus custom was as often as possible he stood in the wilderness he stood on the mountaintop and preached and he was walking by the wayside and and healed most of jesus activities was done outside but this a portion about a jesus in capernaum it says jesus was in the house so why did jesus went into the house 
My dear friends, Jesus went into the house to set an example for us Christians today. When Jesus was sending out the 12 disciples, he sent them out. He said, go in Matthew chapter 10. Go for those who are dying. Go for those who need uh, salvation. And whenever you reach to a home, and if it doesn't receive you, knock off your feet and go out. Jesus sent these disciples into homes to be able to teach people, to talk to them. Now, when Jesus entered the house in Capernaum, many people came around and the place was very crowded. Verse 2 says, Immediately many gathered together. There was no longer room to receive him, not even near the door, and he preached the word. Jesus preached the word of God to them, first before even working miracles to them. And then something happened. Then came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. There was four Gentlemen who were bringing their friend to Jesus, Jesus the miracle worker, Jesus uh, the savior, Jesus who could raise the dead, Jesus who could make the blind to see, Jesus who could make the sick to be healthy again. So they brought their friend on a stretcher, four men, two to the front, two to the back, bringing this man, this man's sickness was being displayed and brought to Jesus. But they reached a point that they couldn't enter the house because why? In verse 2 says, there were many people so that there was no longer room in the house. People were all to the window, to the door, so they couldn't enter to where Jesus was. But verse 4 tells us, And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let him down the bed on which the paralytic was laying. Now the question is asked here, How do you think these men, after they try? To, to enter the house. If it was a Christians of today, they have done well. They took this man from whom? Brought this man to Jesus. Oh man, this place is so crowded and we cannot make it. Oh, this is not our time. We gave up right there. These four men who brought their friend who was uh, paralyzed, they were consistent. They were persistent. They were determined. They wanted to go to Jesus in as much as Jesus was in the house. They sought ways and means to get their friend to Jesus because they knew what Jesus could do. But then I'll ask a question to you again as they climb up the roof of the house. How do you think they got to know the exact position of Jesus to be able to uncover the roof and to bring this paralytic man right in front of Jesus? They must have gone from one point to another point to another point on the roof. So how did they really found the position of Jesus. These four paralytic men listened to the voice of Jesus as Jesus was preaching the word according to verse 2 and he preached the word to them as Jesus was preaching the word to them. They listened to the voice of Jesus. These four persistent paralytic men sat on the roof. Where actually is Jesus? Is he on this corner? So let's keep quiet and listen. Most often as us Christians, the noise is already around us from the word. There's so much noise around to the extent that we don't even find time to listen to Jesus. To find that moment where we can listen to Jesus. Jesus is speaking to us each and every day. He's preaching the word to us each and every day. All we need to do as persistent Christians, if we may say or as we may say, we need to find time. To listen to Jesus. And when do we actually uh, have this moment, this time to be able to listen to Jesus? I say to you, 
because of the noise, because of the stress, because of, of the ups and downs in our world, in our society today. We got to wake up as early as possible to catch the matter to get to work. We got to wake up as early as possible so that we can be on time for school. We have to wake up as early as possible to get things done. We are so busy in the word. And as Jesus is continuing to speak to us, we are not listening to him. And yet we are praying and thinking that he doesn't listen to us. And yet we are talking and praying and talking about him and feel that he's not close to us. Christ is speaking every day. All we need to do is to find time to listen to him. A time where we can have a one-on-one tete-a-tete with God. A one-on-one talk with him so that our lives can be improved. And that's as, as early as possible in the morning when everything is calm, cool, still. That's when we need to talk to Christ. As we yearn to meet the demands of this word, let us also strive to meet the demands of Christ. All Christ wants for us is to draw closer to him. And as he's draw closer to us, our lives will never be the same. Back to the story. As these four men listened to the voice of Jesus on the roof, they were able to find the exact position and they brought their friend down to Jesus. And in verse 5, there's something very interesting I want you to look at. If you have a Bible with you, wherever you are, even on your phone, just turn to Mark chapter 2, verse 5. And this is the point that we're going to take home. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Did you see something there? Look at it again. I'm talking about Mark chapter 2, verse 5. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Yeah, we see it only the paralytic who was healed there. Yes, it was a paralytic only who was healed. But Jesus' statement was not ex- uh, directed to the paralytic alone. Look at the fifth word. One, two, three, four, five. The fifth word there is faith. Before faith, what comes before faith is their faith. When Jesus saw the faith of the four men, Plus the paralytic man also. He told the paralytic son, your sins are forgiven you. Jesus saw the faith of these four friends who brought their friend to Jesus because of persistence, because of, of, the, uh, of them able to, to listen to Jesus as he spoke. May this lesson go down into our hearts. Christ is speaking every day. All we need to do is to listen. Will Jesus hear us? When he's in the house? Or will we hear Jesus when we are outside of the house? In Jesus' name, amen. That brings us to the end of our program for today. Hope that you've been blessed. Would like to have your views, comments, or questions about this program? Send them to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 4276, Code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at Join me next time, same place, same time. But until then, may our good Lord keep you safe. I've been a presenter, Sambo Mangi.
Oh, 